Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we are going to have an interesting show today, and I know it's near and dear to your heart because it's on sibling loss, and it's a unique loss. It's a a unique sibling bonds is uh, what I titled the show because um, we have siblings who were both dentists, but uh, you can introduce them, and this is an incredible story and, and a very uplifting. Yes, mom. Um, as you said, this topic is near and dear to my heart. We are going to talk about unique sibling bonds today. And I think, you know, it's interesting because most people will spend 80 to 100% of their lifetimes with their siblings on this earth. They are a big part of who we are. They're a big part of our identity. They're a big part of our life. So it is pretty devastating to have a sibling die, especially one that dies before their time. And we will be talking about the unique bonds today with our expert who has been personally through this. And her name is Dr. Parul Dua Makar. She is a dentist and her brother, Dr. Manu Duo was also a dentist. Her brother Manu died in March of 2021 from oral cancer. In honor of her brother, Dr. Makar is working to raise awareness on head and neck cancer. She has published her brother's inspirational blogs in the book, Life Interrupted, Dr. Duo's Survival Guide, and it is a phenomenal book, and we will be talking a little bit about that today. So welcome to the show, Parole. Thank you. Thank you for having me, both of you. It's an honor. It's great having you on today, and it's pretty incredible. First of all, that you were both dentists. Yes, we're both dentists. So he was almost eight years younger than me, so he followed my footsteps um, into the dental field, and we did a lot of stuff to dentistry together, to courses. He built his office. He guided me to build mine. Um, we would share cases because we were so far apart in age. So we were in different life um, positions. You know, he was single, unmarried. I had kids. So we had different life tracks. But what connected us was dentistry. Well, Pearl, and I loved reading about your, your childhood in the book. I mean, you talk about growing up in Dubai and how, although you were seven, what, seven and a half years apart, you were extremely close growing up. Yes. Yes. He was, I mean, we were, we didn't have any other family around because uh, we didn't have cousins that lived near us. We would go visit them once a year on family trips. So it was just me and him, you know, I was, I took care of him. Um, We were latchkey kids back in those days. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, so that's where we were close. He looked up to me in some ways. And then later on in life, I looked up to him. So tell us a little bit about, his journey and, and what happened? So Manu was a vibrant young man in his early 30s. Um, saw a lesion on his tongue and, you know, like any other 30-year-old is not thinking cancer. Nobody's thinking. And he wasn't at a high risk, um, not a chain smoker, heavy drinker with no predisposition conditions. So cancer wasn't on his mind and the biopsy was a little bit later. Uh, by the time it was biopsied, it was already in the lymph nodes. And 
you know, he had a big surgery, which I talk about in the book, um, and he recovered from it. He visited me in New York. He recovered from an eight-hour surgery with half his tongue being resected, learning to mm. chew, talk. Um, there were some missteps, uh, but that's a topic for another day. But the cancer, because of the missteps, not getting um, late diagnosis along with not getting chemo radiation after the initial surgery, cancer returned. And this was at the time of COVID. This was April of 2020. So COVID's just hitting. He resided in Canada, borders shut down. Um, so it was a tough time and having to redo another surgery. And I think a part of going through loss is having emotional support, whether it's like a hug or a friendly face when you get up from surgery, going through chemo radiation, uh, having that emotional support is key. And he didn't have that. We didn't have that as a family in general. I couldn't go. Um, and my parents were dealing with a lot of the loss alone. And he was diagnosed and within two years he died. Right, the cancer, initial cancer was 2019. And then it reappeared, he had a surgery, it reappeared in 2020. Um, so he had chemo radiation that summer of 2020. Uh, and the cancer just progressively, it was very aggressive. And that um, scans weren't done in time to see the metastasis. Uh, and it progressed to his bones, down to his pelvic bone. And then it was deemed inoperable December of 2020, he had a chest port placed. And at that point, I flew down with a special permission from the government of Canada, I had to go into compassion release because you had to isolate and quarantine for two weeks if you were coming for a visit, you couldn't just go. For him to go get immunotherapy, chemotherapy, it was an isolation, they would drop him and pick him up. All doctors' visits were alone. He was admitted for two weeks in the hospital for high white blood cell counts. He was in isolation, so they were not allowed to visit at that time. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, how difficult for you. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, for your listeners, I'm, besides being a sister and a daughter, I'm also a business owner. I'm a dentist. I am a mom, a wife. I play many roles. So, so it's very hard to navigate. Um, when I knew that his cancer had spread to his lungs and it was inoperable and he had the chest poured in because he was getting fluid buildup, that's when I was pushed by people I know to go see him because he's not got time on his hands. So I had to, I literally dropped everything I was doing, you know, got some help and uh, shut down my practice for two weeks, one week to travel, one week to quarantine when I came back from Canada, because this was, I was not vaccinated, vaccines were not available. And uh, US required me to quarantine when I got back. So that scare of having to contract COVID that is killing, you know, millions of people. There was a difficult choice I had to make that should I leave my family travel alone to see my brother who's dying? Um, or watch what I'm, you know, what's happening on not be able to do anything. So I had a tough call to make and I went, I flew in. Wow. So, and, and some of this, Peru, I, I can identify with a little bit. My father died 16 months ago. And, yeah. and I, I personally went out, flew out to California several times, but was not allowed to see him. And yeah. so at the end, I, I never saw him again. Um, and, and that it's like you said, very stressful and very traumatic. And you know, your brother 
has only been gone since March of 2021. And I'm wondering how, what's helped you along the way? So this book definitely helped me. So we had talked about, he had been writing because he was in isolation. His grief was um, writing. It was his outlet. And instead of being negative and feeling, why did I get this set of cards dealt to me? Life's not fair, why me? He focused his energy on writing his thoughts and they were so profound. And I don't think it's mostly just for Dennis. It's really for anybody who's going through a tough time and really uh, focusing your energy to what's truly important and you know, getting your self-happiness. We couldn't see him if he had, was getting any major surgery and he was getting radiation. So he told me, I'm getting radiation, come see me when I'm done. So my husband and I booked tickets and for us to travel, we need to get this compassion release, which is only valid for a month. So I went in December and then I had to reapply 